0: Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success. Hey, what's going on, travelers? It is Ricky Ventures and Marlon Madden, and we are back again for another episode of the Success Journey, Journey Show. Show. What's, what's going on, everyone? What is going on? Marlon, what's good, bro? How are you doing today?
1: Oh, man, it's just another day, another dollar, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, living yeah. the dream, man. Living the dream. What's good on uh, your end? I
0: feel you, man. Uh, everything is good, dude. Everything is good, man. We are um, had a chance to reset last week. Um, go on a nice, you know, just get to get a trip, get take a trip away with the kids and, and the wife and um, just relax, man. That that's definitely was something that was needed. Take a break and just, I mean, by the time you guys are seeing this, you know, it's probably been a couple of weeks that we were out, you know, earlier this summer. But I tell you, man, it's just. Being able to be free from the the, the everyday activities, uh, I would say this though, you know, when you're vacationing with kids, it's not really yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. relaxing. Relaxing time is it's, it's be ready for fun activities, activities,
1: fun filled days. Tired. Yeah, and and even if you know, because you know some some spouses are action filled themselves, so if they are like some some. Also want to touch down you're going to spain they touch down in spain and they just want to go everywhere until, everywhere. until yeah. they leave so it depends yeah, on yeah, who, yeah, you, yeah. who you're who going on vacation with or you know if you tell the person like listen our vacation is supposed to be on a vacation but exactly. what i notice is that a lot of people don't schedule the off days on vacation mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. just relaxing on vacation is a blessing i think right before you come back um if you take one day when um yes. after the hustle and bustle, right before you come back, just wind down just a little bit because you don't want to come back and you're like extremely tired. Like, hey, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah more Defeats <laughs> the purpose. <laughs> so,
1: uh, and I, I, we were talking about it
0: earlier. I, I think it's more or less you know, not doing it enough. You know what I mean? Correct. So you get out there and you're like, oh, this. is good. You know, you're running, running, doing this, you're doing that, and it's... um. You know, you're trying to take it all in because you don't know the next time you're gonna get that that vacation time, you know, you know, everyone right. is punching in the clock and oh, I got my two weeks here or a week here or you know, whatever it may be. And you know, if this was more of a norm, you know, then you probably would get more of a relaxing time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. regardless, right? So, you know,
1: working towards making it a norm,
0: man. That that is the goal, right? Yeah. That is yeah, the yeah. goal.
1: Yeah. What man. happened is that, you know, I was talking to somebody today and it's funny, you know, when somebody says to you, "Man, if you if you knock off work early or you you have a set schedule for work, they think like you're 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 a slacker. Mm. Like everybody thinks you have to be working 24/7 every second of the day. When it's when I think it's um if you're efficient, you shouldn't be not that you shouldn't be working because I I I I agree that you should work hard, but Sometimes some people are at work or working and they're just like a hamster on a the wheel. They're not really doing anything. Yeah. You know? So, dude, a lot of times, yeah. if you're working, make sure that when you're working, it's productive. Yeah. Yeah. Not just yeah. sitting at a desk just because there's time there or you feel like if I'm sitting at the desk or I'm doing something, then yeah, I must be productive. No, actually be productive is the key so that you can bear fruits of your labor. So later on, you could knock off and chill out and take all those vacations that you need to take um, in order to, you know, reset and get your mind right. Exactly, man. And, and it goes to, I think, one of our
0: podcast guests or travelers uh, had said, not traveler a podcast guest has said this in the past of just being present where you are, Um Maybe, I, I think I've actually said that. That's, that's something I've been saying for the last few years. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Be present <laughs> yeah, where you are. Yeah yeah, you yeah, be, be where you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be present.
0: Be present where you are, man. You know, if you're at home, be home. If you're at work, be at work. Be at work, yeah. Um Try as much as possible. Stop the cross-feeding of yeah. the different activities because then that's where, you know, just, yeah, you, you just come overwhelmed, man. And I, I I know everyone is moving out of the pandemic season. And, you know, thank God that, you know, we are, um, you know, we don't know what's going to happen this fall and winter or whatever it may be, but it, we can, we can definitely say it's not like last year right now. Right. Um, yeah. Definitely say that. And, you know, as we're moving back and, and I encourage everyone as you're moving back to work and you're moving back to activities and all these different things that you remember what this time was for you, you know, whether it was a time for you to pe- press pause, um, and reevaluate the things that you were involved in, and saying, "Hey, you know what? I don't really don't need to spend my, much time going back into that." Um, and that can be volunteer, it can be work, it can be whatever it is. You know, a lot of people change careers during this time. Why? Because they realize after all these years, like, mm, "This is not what I needed to be." You know, uh, you, you know, you. you, you so, some people, I don't, I didn't want to go there, but some some people change change, change families.
1: You know, during this time, you know. What I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey let, let, you know you should go there because you know yeah, yeah. um for family um you know yeah. i hear a lot of people blame the pandemic for the breakup of those families mm. and what i would say is your family wasn't that strong in the beginning that's probably mm. why the not saying that it couldn't the, the pandemic couldn't be a um attributing factor however yeah. you know when you go to work and I think I said this before in a podcast, when you go to work, um, you work for eight hours, eight, nine hours, you come home, you eat, you eat, tuck the kids in all the different things. By the time it's time for you to get with your loved one, with your wife or whatever, um, you
0: fully drained,
1: you're drained or, or everybody's just going to bed. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. so you don't know. So now you have to be in the house with somebody every going day, all that. day. And you're figuring out like, I don't know this person or this person is not who I want to be with or,
0: you mm-hmm. know, our goals don't
1: align. We don't even talk about the same thing. Wow. We actually spoke and um, I don't like the conversation. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah. So it's not yeah. the pandemic yeah. that causes, it's just the pandemic highlighted the, the holes within the relationship. Correct. Uh, yeah. So if you made it through the pandemic, you should be str- trying to strengthen your relationship to try to make sure that you can. Uh, definitely, weather any storm that comes, um, yeah. whatever time. But you don't. Hey, while we're going to Go uh, praise, praise out for Haiti, man, I'm telling you, man, that island. Yeah. They 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 they, they get they're getting a beating, man. Uh, from from uh, earthquake to a to a to hurricane to heavy rains. Um, all my Haitian people out there, so say just you know, we're sending up prayers for you guys. Um, because we really want this might be after, but a hey, prayers all through the, through the year. Is what's gonna um, help you guys come through whatever you guys gotta come through. Yeah, dude. You
0: think about stuff like that. You know, people that are, you know, go, the pandemic is already bad enough. You know, but then you 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 add on a natural disaster on top of that. You know, it's like, man, you know, gonna catch a break. So definitely, prayers are up to all the families. Um,
1: yeah.
0: All of our our, our Haitian families. Um, that are out there, close friendly, friends of ours, and you know, just yep. You know, you know, it's just it's truly unfortunate. But like Marlon said, our, our prayers are up for you, and uh, we always will be. So
1: yep, yep, yeah, 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 man.
0: Nah. So yeah, no. So man, we we are here. You know, we've been we've been sharing a lot of these episodes with you guys, man. We've been excited just to just to uh, just come and just talk, to share stories from individuals from around the world. Uh, we've been getting some great feedback from people and, you know, one thing that we always want to do is just make sure we remind you that, Hey, if you missed the episode, go check us out in any podcast platform, um, that's out there. iTunes, Google, Spotify, man, you name it, you name hey, it. The you name it. Goldcast, whatever. I'm not Goldcast. Um, uh, podcast or whatever, whatever is out there. You know, we're, we're, we're on there. Um, check out our, our, our podcast, support us, like, uh, share, um, leave a review, leave a comment, leave a review yeah. on how, how that, that episode has impacted you. And Marlon and I, man, will definitely, you know, if you reach out to us, we'll definitely reach right back out to you. Have any guests, we've had some guests that have been recommended to us. I want to thank, thank you for that uh, and welcome any other guests that want to come on. To the show and to share your story. So, yeah, Marlon, let's um let's transition to uh, the the best segment of of the day uh, when we bring on another guest just to share their story. Um, and
1: you want to do the honors, man? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, a like Ricky said, best time of our our shows when we get on. Uh, what we'll call we'll probably call them a guide because we're going on a journey. So one of our guides. <laughs> To uh, mm. I don't want the Adventist Church to be like,
2: oh we can't, we had guides first. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: they don't use that no more.
1: <laughs> <I> know, right? <laughs> but um, the guide, uh, this guy right here, Elliot McKenzie. Uh, I just want to bring him on because fellow Marine, and he's doing something positive with his talents, and we want to dive into his story to figure out how he's using his talents to help others. And to help himself at the same time elliot mckenzie how you doing brother
2: i'm good brother how you doing
1: i'm doing wonderful i'm doing yeah, wonderful blessed man blessed Bless. Bless.
0: glad to have you on man extremely glad to have you on tonight man hey uh, thank you guys but, for having me yeah, yeah for sure
1: why don't you go ahead and uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself so the audience or our travelers that's what we call our our, our guys we call them travelers because everybody's yeah. on the journey. so i right. just want you to go ahead and give them a little intro or
2: Let's tell them about yourself. So my name is Elliot McKenzie. I'm a Marine Corps combat veteran of the Iraq war. I got out of the Marine Corps and I dealt with PTSD, homelessness, um, severe depression, things like that. Going to combat changes you. And unfortunately I was one of the individuals that came out of the Marine Corps after going to Iraq and it changed me a lot. So I dealt with a lot of mental illness which I'm still dealing with today. Luckily, I was able to turn to music as a form of therapy for all my issues, and that ended up saving my life. And now I'm able to use the music that I'm creating as not only therapy for myself, but also to inspire other people. And I've been given a beautiful platform where I've been able to inspire my fans all around the world. And that's what I'm doing today. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, I love that. You know how I know you, uh, this is going to be a good show. You're a very ah. humble man, because you gave us a, a, a just a little snippet of who 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 you are, what you've been through, and um let's take it back to uh, what kind of up, um, upbringing did you have? Two parents, one parent where right. w- what state are you from?
2: Stuff like that. So I had a really interesting upbringing, actually, so I was actually adopted, believe it or not um, mm. My story begins when I was born, literally I was born um, basically. To a drug addict mother, and I was taken away from her because she was seen as unfit to be a mother. And I was put into foster care for eight months. I was adopted straight out of foster care by this amazing woman who had already adopted two other kids because she couldn't have kids herself. And she gave the three of us lives that we probably would have never had without her. And to this day, I'm still grateful for her. I actually just had lunch with my mom yesterday. And my childhood was actually really good. I was raised in an area that was really mixed. It was Mexican, Asians, whites, blacks, you know, mixed people like me. I'm half black and half white. My my biological dad was black. My biological mother was white. So I'm half and half. Um, middle. I was like upper middle class. I went to a really good high school. At the time, the high school was the most diverse, culturally diverse high school in the country. Um, we called it the melting pot because of the fact that it has so many different ethnicities within the high school um, so I had friends of all different ethnicities different backgrounds different races. Um, so I learned a lot about different types of people made different mm-hmm. friends um, in high school I played drums I did football for a short amount of time I swam I did gospel choir um, so that's when my creative side kind of started to come out um, and then that's when I joined the Marine Corps I knew the time that i was probably i'd say a freshman in high school that i wanted to be a marine earning the title marine was a goal that i had set for myself at a young wow. age i was that kid with like the marine corps flag hanging from my ceiling wow. you know the, the marine corps the poster hanging on my wall all that kind of stuff i, I knew <laughs> wow. i knew so yeah. literally five days after i graduated from high school i was on the yellow footprints at mcrd san diego becoming a marine Now, when
0: you said you knew that you wanted to be a Marine, like, what, what was it about being a Marine that, you know, really attracted you to just that lifestyle or just going in that direction?
2: Growing up, I loved challenges. I loved doing things that would push me to my limit. I loved doing things that would force me to kind of, like, test myself and see what I was capable of. And so... I didn't really see college as an option for me for some reason college just didn't really appeal to me but mm-hmm. the challenge of becoming a marine and how every marine that i had spoken to including the recruiters seeing the commercials every time i talked about the American marine corps or somebody talked about the marine corps it was always about the challenge the challenge Correct. earning the title marine you don't earn anything Correct. else when you when you go to the army you don't earn the title soldier you don't mm-hmm. earn okay. the title okay. in the navy blah 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 you earn everything you get in the marine corps and i think that earning that that I, I have to earn it, deserve it kind of like mentality is what really attracted me. Plus, you know, I wanted to do something that would make my family proud. Um, like I said, my mom gave me a life that I had never had. And I wanted to be able to do something that would solidify the last name McKenzie um, within the world for her, for mm. me, for my family, you know? Yeah, oh, definitely. man,
0: I love it. I love it, dude. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I knew the commercials had to come in somewhere because you know the, mar- <laughs> the marketing for the Marines and military in general like it's right? it's official man you can, it was <laughs> any well not anybody but a lot of people like oh man I gotta I gotta be a part so I knew that had to be a part oh, of yeah. it so but you you yeah. spoke a lot you know you you mentioned a lot in there where you know you were surrounded by people that you aspired to be you know you had you talked about the recruiters you talk about other Marines that you saw mm-hmm. uh, commercials things that you watched. And those right. things kind of shaped your mind and said, wow, this is what I want to be. And I think it's a beautiful thing that you were able to gravitate to that at an early age, because now, even while you're in school, you're like, okay, I got to perform in a certain way because I know that I want to earn this title of Marine and I can't right. earn this title of a Marine by accident, right? It can't be, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to stumble into the, the military because I have no other option. No, <laughs> I have to earn. The, the fact of be, getting the banner of, or wearing the whatever you guys, the medal, the honor, whatever
2: it is you guys <laughs> is of, uh, of Marine,
0: right? Um, Brother, you so want to tell him? I love that. Yeah, girl. I know, right? I,
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, bandana. You, the bad data. You'll pay later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Global yeah, anchor, yeah. yeah. You gotta, yeah. you gotta earn that. You gotta, you gotta earn, earn that. Global anchor, man. You gotta, you gotta, earn, gotta earn that. No, I <laughs> and you did it and you did it not only did you say i'm gonna uh earn the title united states marine you you picked 03 which if everybody knows that that's a designator for um infantry so not just oh, that yeah. you're gonna be the guy that's um and we love our support guy i'm a i'm a support guy well combat combat service support right i'm a, I'm a motor right. team mechanic um so I, 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 we love our support guys, but you know, everything is to support the infantrymen, right? That's what we got right. Right We're talking, yep. that's what we're talking. Yep. You got yep. the tip of the spear, dah, 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 da, we know it. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> you, you wanted
1: to, you, but you didn't want to just say, Hey, I want to become a United States Marine or earn a title of United States Marine.
2: I want to be infantryman. In the front But what, yeah. what, what gave you that kind of, mm, I want to do that. Cause I didn't see it any other way, honestly. When I saw or I imagined a marine or becoming a marine in my head, I imagined the marine on the front lines with the rifle, the gear, um, shooting at the enemy. You know all that stuff you see in the firefights in the movies. I wanted right. to be that. I didn't. I didn't really. When I pictured marine in my head, I didn't picture, oh, I'm gonna be a marine and I'm gonna be stamping paperwork or I'm gonna be driving a truck or I'm gonna be. You know, I wanted to be that marine that was in the commercials up front in the war fighting the enemy with the guns and so that's an O three eleven. so that's what I did that's what correct. I chose correct so when, when did you go to Iraq so I was in Iraq in 05 from February to September with 1st uh, battalion 5th Marines oh man in uh,
1: Fallujah in Ramadi Ramadi oh so yeah. I was in um I was in al Ah, okay. 04 from 04 to 05 you guys replaced that's you guys you guys are replacement for us well yeah for those guys that were over there because they were they, they 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 left where like beginning of march around there. Yeah. So they got right. a month turnover. Yeah. So I was I was there. I did all Ramadi Blue Diamond Alaside Fallujah. Ah, Okay. I, I went all over. So definitely yeah. I I know exactly what you're
2: talking about, brother. Nice. Uh, yeah. uh, on mobile, right? <laughs> yeah, no, we we were on foot, every patrol, Arbor oh, uh, wow. our, our platoon. I don't know if I don't know if our whole battalion did foot patrols but i know our platoon did only foot patrols i only mm. got into a humvee or a seven ton like three times the whole time oh I was wow there. every other patrol was correct correct okay. correct correct uh, correct correct yeah
1: yeah yeah wow, yeah. We, wow. We, we don't know how much you want to talk about that cuz you said that it gave you um it it changed you when you come back it definitely does and right. how did, how did it affect you personally
2: when you when you got back so when I got back, the first symptoms that I started experiencing were anger issues. Mm. I started noticing that I was extremely vigilant of everything around me and that simple things would trigger me. Like, let me give you an example. So there was a time when it was a weekend and I was walking in a grocery store and a guy bumped into me on accident, just walking past me in the aisle, you know, in like the, the bread aisle or whatever, right? Yeah. Him bumping into my shoulder on accident, like that, triggered me, and I went from like zero to a hundred in like, like that. And I swear, all my adrenaline started pumping. I just, I went into fight or flight mode. I wanted to fight him. I immediately saw him as the enemy that I needed to take care of. It was just this immediate reaction of fight that guy. He, he's trying to hurt you. Take care of him. Mm. Kill him. Whatever. It was just crazy. Like that was mm. the first symptom that I noticed. That, along with. Other symptoms that like slowly revealed themselves over time, but it pretty much it was the anger issues, hyper awareness. Um, I became an adrenaline addict, an uh, adrenaline addict, which I didn't realize until later when I started seeking therapy. A therapist yes. actually revealed that to me because I was doing things that I didn't know why. And she was like, you're doing that because you're addicted, addicted to the adrenaline. adrenaline. Um, yes, and sir. then severe depression and severe anxiety as well.
1: Mm, i'm gonna tell yeah. you i'm gonna tell you so yeah a lot of my a lot of my friends that i that i that i lost yeah um we you know we lost some guys over there but when they came back a lot of them bought motorcycles all right you know where you're going with this yep adrenaline junkie they became they just did a lot of different stuff that it was outside the norm of what they were doing before before they left Um, and some of their telltale side, I'm gonna tell you, I'm, 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 I'm an adrenaline junkie. I like, (laughs) I like, I like stuff and I always have to keep moving. And you're correct that people don't understand when you go over there and you come back, you know, I would hear somebody in the store complaining. I'm like, man, this person needs to shut up. They don't even know what kind of, you know, you just, that, that triggered you. And people are wondering like, what kind of stuff, you know, somebody... You know, if you've been, around, of course, you, 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 you've you been mortared, you know, just a little simple thud, you know, just brings you right mm-hmm. back to a mortar. I was telling Ricky the other day that when you come, when you come back, every time you get up, you're looking for your rifle because you're used to that thing always being on your body. Yeah. So mm-hmm. For the first two weeks, two weeks, you come back. You're just like, every time you get up, you're like, did I leave my rifle? You're just checking yeah. your, your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's yeah. true.
2: So, it's true. So,
1: So that stuff is is, that stuff is is real. And I like what you're talking about right now. I'm glad that you could talk about it because there's a lot of service members and the service is getting better with it in terms of um, not calling guys weak when they come out with it no more. That's what I like. That's what I love. So a lot of guys are battling with this internally and I'm happy that you're so outspoken with it and you have the platform that you could say, guys, listen seek help, these are some of the symptoms that you might not think is it's something great, just like buying a motorcycle. is not right. something out of the norm or whatever, but that's some of the telltale sign that you might have PTSD. Um, thanks, yeah. for, thanks for what you do in that regard.
2: Um, yeah, of course, yeah. For sure. Even for me, it wasn't a motorcycle, it was just speeding. Like I, I got out and then between 2007 and I wanna say 2010, in that three year span, I got like 13 speeding tickets. Wow. And most, most of them were like I was doing 90 in a 65. Wow. Out here in Cali, most of the freeways are 65 miles an hour speed limit. Yeah. I was doing 90, 95. One guy caught me at 100, and it was because that was just comfortable for me. I wasn't comfortable doing 65. Like going that slow actually gave me anxiety, and I wasn't <clears throat> I wasn't comfortable until I was cruising at like 80, 85. And that was normal for me. So then I would just be getting pulled over, pulled over, pulled over. And my license got revoked for a little while. Like it was bad. And that's when I was like, okay, I think I might need to get some help.
0: Mm, man. So, and, and when you're getting help, you know, and then just, just identifying things and aware and making you aware of just, you know, what you're battling, what you're going through. How did, how did you receive it at first, man? Like,
2: what was your response to it? My therapist was very good at her job. Um, I got super lucky with the the person that was my therapist and still is to this day. Um, She's a former Marine. She was a Sergeant in the Marine Corps. So she understood the Marine Corps aspect of it, being in the military because she was a veteran herself. She was a Marine herself. And then she got out of the Marine Corps and she went to school and she dealt with things herself, went to school, got her education in psychology and then became a therapist.
1: So she had kind of
2: experienced it herself. She's also, like I said, a veteran. So she understood the military part of it. But the way that she did it was she said, okay, she said, you're like rambling on because our first couple of sessions, I was just telling her about all this crap I was experiencing. I got angry. She's this happened, that happened. I'm speeding on the freeway. I've gotten so many tickets and blah, 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 blah. She's like, all right, slow down. She's like, give me a list of all of the things that you're experiencing, the things that you're doing, the the, the emotional differences that you're noticing in yourself. Give me that list of all the symptoms that you're experiencing. And then what she did was she took that list and she explained every single thing on that list and why I was doing those things. And she connected those things to my PTSD. Wow. And explained it to me almost like a a psychology professor would explain it to a student trying to learn about psychology. And she told me about the science behind adrenaline addiction and how it intermixes with the chemicals in the brain. And so that way I would understand why I was doing mm. what I was doing. And that was when it really hit me. That was when the light bulb went off and when things started to change for the better. Cause I understood mm. why I was doing what I was doing. And then she gave me alternative methods, positive ways to get that same adrenaline in a way that was like, okay, instead of speeding on the freeway, hit the gym. You also release adrenaline when you're jogging, when you're running. Correct. When you're singing, when you're performing, do those positive things instead of these negative things, and you'll get positive results. So she gave me the education, and then she gave me the alternative list of things that I could do to better my life and still manage my symptoms. Um, mm,
0: I like that, man. And she sounds like a great, a great uh, uh, therapist because you know to be able to identify, taking what you identified and all that whole list. And be able to say, oh, you're doing this because of X, Y, Z, and that's directly related to this. That's that's good. That's really good, man. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. really happy to hear that you was able to find someone that can relate to you in a way of going through similar experience, of being a part of uh, the military as well. And so when you said music, now you said, oh man, you know, I found that music right. gave me that same adrenaline. I, I can I can resonate with that because. You know, I remember growing up, man, I'll get super, like, um, whenever I get angry get angry or temper or whatever it may be, or, you know, yeah. I'll go to my piano and just play, right? I'm just playing this play, you know, nothing crazy, just play a song. And, uh, and then over time, it was just my whole body just, like, comes back in balance, right? My whole mind comes back in balance. And I, I realized, like, when I'm away from it too long is that I don't have that, that that thing to go to to as a I don't know what it is it's something something in it just I know it's like a reset almost yeah reset yeah Yeah, like a reset right Right? yeah wow so you know as you realizing that she said hey when you're doing music you know were you doing music all along through the military I know you said you did it before singing and playing and all that stuff were you continually doing that through the military? And then after like, what was your level of doing music?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So like I mentioned earlier, I actually started singing and playing drums in high school. So actually the drum thing started when I was in elementary school in fifth grade. I don't know why to this day, cause I'm thinking now as an older person, if I had kids but my mom bought me a snare drum when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> And now I'm thinking as, as like, if I was, I don't have kids myself, but I've, I've been in charge of kids. I've been a football coach for kids and thinking as a parent in a, in a small condo, I would never buy a drum, a loud drum, <laughs> but my mom did it. So my mom bought me a drum when I was in fifth grade, one of those loud snare drums. And that's when music really started for me. Um, so I took that drum and I joined my elementary school after school, like program band and then from there, I went into junior high, played the same thing, played in the junior high band. And then in high school, I was in drumline. I did the marching band mm, in high school. Yeah. And then in high school, I also started singing in gospel choir. There was a, there was a choir that met after school. Uh, and we went around to different churches and different venues and performed. And so that's when the singing kicked in. Yeah. And then I kept singing throughout high school. And then even in the Marine Corps, I was one of those Marines that were just like singing in the hallway, walking around just humming things and other Marines would hear me and they'd be like, bro, you have a really good voice. And I actually was able to end up recording a full album while I was in Okinawa, Japan. Because when I got back from Ramadi, we did a pump with the 31st Mutes, Okinawa, Japan in 2006. The 31st. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You already know. <laughs> so on my downtime, I was introduced to another Marine who was stationed in Oki and he was doing his two years there. And he set up a, um, a recording studio in his barracks room and he was a producer. So he was producing beats and mixing and all that stuff. And so I got introduced to him and some other Marines who were rappers and together the three of us or the four of us, the producer, the two other rappers and myself put together an entire album. So the music wow. was always there since I was in fifth grade. And I mentioned that to her, the therapist, because she was getting to know a little bit of my background before I joined the Marine Corps too. I mentioned all the music stuff to her. So, yeah, she started talking about how I could use music as therapy, too, and that's when the music started. Mm,
1: man. So, you know, just to, just to let you know, Ricky and I, uh, I, I didn't take it as far as you did in terms of um, continuing, uh, but Ricky and I, we did a lot of music together. Ricky played, sing, um, yeah. uh, and write. Me, I sing, write, and, uh, and we put the harmonies together and all the different stuff. And it's just a different world when you start doing it. You get lost in it. I'm talking about those nights when Ricky and I would sit down and we'd be writing a song and it would be almost morning. We start at night the day before and it'd be morning. And, you, and you're so hyped up once you get the full production that you don't feel like sleeping. And I would just remember all those different times. Now, I know that uh, I see you sing a lot uh, for the national anthem. Um
2: yeah they, yeah
1: they they, they uh, they're always bringing you out. Tell me how did that started and um you know how did you get how did you, how did people start getting you um to know you for that uh for just singing the national anthem.
2: So that actually started years ago before I got to where I'm at now. Um back in 2013 I got signed to an independent record label that was based in Dallas, Texas. And mm. one of the first gigs that they gave me was performing the national anthem at a big boxing match and also at a hockey um, match at one of the, it's almost equivalent to like their Staples Center out there. And that was my first time ever performing the national anthem, those two times during that weekend. And that's when it kind of really started for me um, on an, I guess you can say like an unprofessional level, because that was back before I was known, that was 2013. My name now started in 2017, I want to say when Gunshots came out. So fast forward from then to, I believe it was 2000, I wanna say around 18, um, Mm -hmm. was when I started performing the national anthem locally here in like LA and LA County. I started getting booked to perform for like small events here and there, um, for county events, for city events, for veterans day events. Um, My name started getting sent around because of other veterans in the community who knew me and knew that I sang would give my name to venues or give my name to event coordinators or things like that and then my big time yeah. came with the rams game which you guys probably know about yeah and in 2019 i got to sing the the, the national anthem for the sunday night football on at a rams game um yeah, for their military appreciation their salute to service game which was amazing and then from there it just snowballed and it went crazy because that's when everybody started Hearing about me, and now it's—I don't know how many times. I think it's over a hundred times I've performed the national anthem in the past three years or four years or so. Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So and I've so been—I've been blessed, you know. Yeah. So.
0: so so what keeps you, you know, doing it? You know, in the music. You know, I know, it, I know it's therapeutic for you, and it mm-hmm. gives you that that adrenaline rush. But you know what else what else like this keeps you like focused on hey i i I gotta stay in this lane man i gotta keep i gotta keep writing i gotta keep going out there sharing my story through lyrics uh and my voice
2: honestly my fans they're Mm. a huge huge part of why i do what i do right now um so for me it kind of started in 2000 i think it was 17 when i released gunshots Um, For those of you watching who don't know, Gunshots is a song and a music video that I released about being a combat veteran with PTSD who's sensitive to sounds like cars backfiring, balloons popping, um, mugs dropping on the floor, anything that sounds like gunshots that triggers you and takes you back and gives you like a flashback of being in a firefight. I wrote a song about that experience called Gunshots and I did a music video and I teamed up with another recording artist Marine called the Marine Rapper and me and him put this great song together, we filmed a music video, that got a lot of traction and the video got a lot of traction. And that video was when I started getting a lot of positive feedback from my supporters, my listeners. Um, I did it for two reasons, because it was gonna be therapeutic for me and because I felt like at that time, the civilian community didn't really know a lot about combat ptsd that veterans face so i wanted to kind of put a song out there do a music video I, w- I would have been happy if maybe 100 150 people saw it and learned from it i think it has over 50,000 views now or mm. something like that and it's been seen all over the world it's been put on the news it's been put on daytime talk television correct it's been seen everywhere and i would have never expected that and the comments on that video the positive comments on that video are what what started me in this direction, because I started to see the positive influence that my music was doing for the community and for the veteran community, specifically veterans with PTSD, and not even just the veteran in the military space, but a lot of civilians were commenting, because, you know, PTSD is not something that only military faces. A lot of civilians that face it too, from car accidents, trauma, from rape, from all this different kind of stuff that the whole world experiences. So I started getting a lot of positive feedback and The more music I put out, the more positive feedback I would get. Like after Mm -hmm. Gunshots, I released a song called Fight Back, which is a song that's meant to motivate people to fight back against mental illness. And that's just for everybody in general, the general public, the military community. And same thing. I started getting a ton of positive feedback. People were saying, your music inspires me. Your music saved my life. I've even gotten to the point now where I have tattoos on my arms of quotes from fans that literally commented saying that my album, which came out in March, saved their lives. And these were two fans who were suicidal veterans who decided to listen to my music and then decided not to commit suicide because of my music because it inspired them to stay alive. And so my fans are a huge part of why I do what I do now. And that's what keeps me going. In fact, I'm currently working on a new project to put out more music to try to inspire more people. Man, you know, I love it, dude.
1: Yeah, you know what's, what, what when when you have that 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 thing in you just to serve, it it carries out in everything you do. So you know, becoming a marine or earning that title marine is really about serving, right? right. And yes, at first it's therapeutic, and that the adrenaline of when you get on stage probably. Um, you know, with the positive thing that your that your therapist was saying, hey, use that adrenaline that you get when you first go on stage um, instead right. of speeding. And, and eventually, like you said, you just have been happy if you got 150. But when you see that outpour of, hey, this is positive right here. And when somebody says to you, this saved my,
2: saved my life, there's no way you can stop. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely not. That's, that's why I got these, t- like, I kid you not, these two people, this was, I think it was like a Tuesday, this person sent me a message on Facebook. And then I think it was like Thursday, two days later, I got this comment on YouTube. And I think on Friday, I kid you not, it was, I think it was the next day I went and I got these tatted on my arms because yeah. I had like that moment. I was like, this is my motivation. This is why I'm doing this. This is why I keep pushing. So I wanna get this tatted on me so it's there forever. Not only as a reminder for myself, but also now I get to spread the word because people ask me, oh, what does your tattoo say? And I get to tell my story about how I inspire people and how my music is saving lives. And so that is kind of spreading the seed in a way. Yeah. I'm on that shirt, um, and b Is that your product? Yeah. So this is my brand. So I have a website. It's ElliotMcKenzie.com. And then on my website, my fans and my supporters can actually purchase merchandise. They can purchase a whole bunch of different stuff. It's clothing, hats, all this kind of stuff. I have a store on my um, website where they can purchase clothes just like this. But yeah, hashtag r Vet is my brand because if you combine r and singer with veteran, you get r Vet because my my main genre of music is r So the songs that I release outside of the inspirational songs are traditional R&B songs about relationships, lovemaking, sex, all that kind of stuff. And so I'm an R&B singer, but I'm also a veteran. So I wanted to combine the two. So hashtag RB vet, that's my brand. And my fans can actually buy this shirt from my store that's on my website. They can buy an autograph CD, a hard copy CD album of my album that I released in March called Therapy Session, because music is like a therapy session for me. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is my brand. I have two other shirts as well. Um, one that just says R&B in big white letters, because again, I'm an R&B, that's my R&B is where my passion is when it when it comes to music yeah, and then my yeah. other brand or my other logo my other clothing brand that they can purchase is a, um, a logo that says let's go because anybody who's been following me for a little while knows my slogan is R&B vet baby let's go, let's, like, go. <laughs> let's go get it like let's get up let's get out of the house let's go get it let's do something positive today let's go so I have shirts that actually say let's go on them in red white and blue for America and they can purchase that too. So I have a whole store on my website where they can buy this merchandise.
1: Man, love it, love Yo, it, I'm man. telling you, your, your story is so great, bro. Uh, and I love what you're doing because you're not only doing it for yourself because, you know, self, we have to admit that when, when, when it comes to your mental health, you need to take care of it. Just like an airplane, you gotta take care of yourself first before you can take care of others. And in the right. path of helping out yourself, you found that, hey, this is what I could do to help out others. I love it, um and i love and I love the fact that you are I listen to this song, uh, you're true to r and b, and you know what I mean because of what's happening right yeah. now with music. Music is at a phase that it's not you have somebody that's singing that if they don't have a hundred reverb or, or auto-tune, they can't <laughs> go uh, they can't go sing <laughs> right, yeah, oh yeah,
2: no, so, we're my reverb egg, huh I, 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 I totally understand what you're saying. And it's funny because I have friends who are in R and B in the music industry and it's it's a battle right now. But right. unfortunately, it's a business. And yeah. the business side what of it sells. says you, you gotta keep doing what sells. Yeah. And what's selling is those singers who can't really sing, who use a ton of autotune, who are like battle rapping and yeah. that's what's selling that's what all the 16 and 18 year old kids want to buy Listen to him, yeah. so that's unfortunately what's being put out but i stay true like you said i stay true to my kind of r&b and i always will which is like that old school ballad passionate singers who can actually sing Continue. don't need auto-tune live Correct. when you hear me sing live if you ever come to a concert of mine people have been like i didn't think that was you i thought that was like the radio because mm. I can actually sing. I'm like an actual singer. Singer, yeah, 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 you know yeah, 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 yeah. I'm <laughs> a this. singer as they sing. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do this. Yeah, so yeah. I've, I've literally had people come up to me and say, like, I thought that was like auto-tune on the stage. And I was like, no, that's just me, you yeah, know? Correct. And so, um, yeah, I stay true to old school type of R&B, that passionate R&B, because that's what I grew up listening to. That's what I was inspired by, like, Boyz II Men, Tank, Usher, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. That's yeah. the kind of stuff that I put out along right, with the inspirational yeah. music. And that's what my album therapy session is. It's a mix of those inspirational songs like Gunshots and Fight Back, along with songs like Visual, which is a song about the visual that a man gets when he's making love to his woman, you know, things yeah, like that. Yeah. So all my albums are always going to be a mix of the inspirational songs with me staying true to R&B as well.
0: Love it. man. Mm-hmm. So you said uh, they can go to your website. Just repeat it again, your website, uh, where they can get all your products, songs. I know they had probably released so on different platforms website, as well.
2: Yeah, my website is like a one-stop shop. You can get everything on there. Um, it's elliottmckenzie.com. So www.e-l-l-i-o-t-t. So two L's and two T's. Make sure you put both. Um, and then McKenzie is m-c-k-e-n-z-i-e.com. It's just my name. Um, And then on there, like I said, it's everything from um, because I also do other things as well. So it's my music you can find on there, my store. You can purchase the merchandise. You can also purchase an autographed copy of my album therapy session. Um, I have a section on there for my photography company because I'm also a photographer and I'm also Mm -hmm. an actor.
1: So I have sections for
2: my photography and my acting on there. And then I have a section for my my business, which is actually this studio here. This is actually a recording studio. This is where I recorded my album. Um, And then I also have local recording artists who live here in my area who want vocals recorded. They can pay me to have studio time. So my productions and my studio is called take notes productions. So I Mm -hmm. have that section on there. Um, I have videos on there. It's all there. So, and then at the very bottom of the website on every page, there's the links to like my social media, like my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. So, but again, also quickest way, honestly, you can literally Google me. Um, I'm Lucky enough to say that people can literally Google me now. Um, I was contacted by Google a while back, and I was actually given a Google panel because I'm a public figure now. And so people can literally just Google Elliot McKenzie, just put the two L's and the two T's in Elliot, and all of that stuff will pop up by Instagram. My website will pop up. Photos of me will pop up. They'll have an entire panel that talks about me. So that's kind of cool. I <laughs> oh, love it. Uh, yeah. hey,
1: hey, the perks, love the it. perks
2: right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i can literally get a shirt that says google me
1: <laughs> right, <here> you
2: go. <laughs> um oh, that's not me though I'm, I'm way too quiet and humble for that I'm yeah I noticed that. So I noticed that that. i know
1: yeah, yeah, yeah were you were you on a talk was it fred hammond no i don't i don't i don't know it was my um hold fred on,
2: hammond, your, remember... on, your other show was fred hammond right i think it it was um I can't remember the name of it right now I'm having a brain fart let me check my Instagram because it was it's on there a while back but yeah I was on a daytime talk show um years back not years years but like a few years ago um uh hold on a second but they surprised me they had um Fat Joe come out and surprise yes. me yes yeah, it was pretty, yes. it was pretty crazy. I wasn't yes, expecting Pat that. Fat Joe, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But, <laughs> yeah, but I think Fred Hammond was one of the the hosts or something, right? Yes, or something like that. It was it was real crazy. I, I
1: was watching. I was like, yo, that's a crazy mix on the stage. So I think <laughs> I remember the Fat Joe coming out and he was like, yo, this guy's doing the real thing. And you know, Fat Joe, Fat Joe, and then uh, <laughs> Fred Hammond was on uh, thing and they were commending you for what you did. Yeah, man. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
2: Um... I don't know where I put it, but it's on here. But yeah, I, I've been on a ton of shows. Um, I've been on every every news station here in Southern California, other than a couple. Um, I've been on that show. I've been interviewed by, luckily by you guys now. Um, but yeah, I, my face is <laughs> all over the media now. <laughs> yeah, 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 I love, love it, it brother. Love it love brother, it, man, Yeah. Actually, I can, yeah. hold on, I can just pull up my, the website because that's on my website too so if, if people want to go on my website and see where i've been featured there's a section in my website called in the media at the very top they can click in the media and then they can scroll down and they can see all the different press releases and all the shows i've been on um where is it oh my gosh I don't know. I can't find it, but <laughs> it's all good. All right, right, okay, you know, yeah, 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 we're good. You know, our, audience,
1: our audience is going to try to find that. Our travelers are going to be like, yo, we got to find it. So, right? Hey, yeah. I'll listen, it up to them. Yep. Go, 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 go do your Googles. Right, go do your research. Yeah, <laughs>
0: dude. No, I, I love it, man. I, I'm actually, I was going to pull your site up for you and just share the screen. But yeah, everyone, yeah. go to, uh, elliottmckenzie.com let's get my get back to my screen here let's go boom boom yeah everyone just go up to elliottmckenzie.com and man I mean everything's here like you said go up to the top tier take note, store event in the media home singer, writer live performance actor I mean everything's here the photo gallery, you know, the store, the story, um, go support I uh, <laughs> downloads music. Uh, and we wanted, we want to spread this, this type of music. I we, like, like, Marlon and I, we, all the guys that you mentioned that you follow that, that was our, that was our, our list, man. Yeah. Adding Brian Manette yeah, to yeah. that Brian
2: Tank album, Brian yeah.
0: All What's those doing? guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was oh yeah. Hour, I,
2: man. I still bump all that music.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Even, even the Drew Hill, you know the whole, right. oh, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah just, <laughs> yes.
0: all that stuff man the, yeah, that 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 was the music man. The
2: show was the raw word. That's what it was. Oh, okay, the raw
1: word. Okay. Yeah. The the raw raw word. Word. So if you want to see Fat Joe, uh Fred Hammond, big enough <laughs> Elliot, man, go check out the raw word. Yeah, definitely. Hey Bro. this is cool and I love it. Uh um I feel I got chills even sometimes just listen to what you're talking about. So I'm 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 rooting for you. I know I know it's not like I'm special. Your 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 career is already are already on that upper trajectory. And just stay true to yourself, brother, and uh, do what you're doing. Absolutely. And uh, you know, don't forget us little people when you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, Nah, I don't. That's that's the thing is I don't even look at it like that. I never look at I've never ever looked at myself like anything special. I've always looked at myself as like a person. Who was given the ability to do something, and I'm just using that something to help myself along with helping other people. I'm not special. I just I look at myself as a regular person. I'm too humble to like, like I'll bring you on stage with me. You're Like, yeah, come on, like I don't care. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've I'll never, do a verse for you, man. I'll do a verse. I've I'll never do a line for to look it. at myself in that way. <laughs> 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 hand the mic over. Yeah, you're right. right. <laughs>
0: And I freeze up.
2: And, and like, uh, that's something that I'm proud of, too, is the fact that I am that way. A lot of my fans that have come to my shows and talk to me, a lot of them say that. They're like, you're so down to earth. You're so humble. It's like, yeah, I can just come up to you and talk to you like you're my friend. And I'm like, well, yeah, like, what did you expect? You want me to, like, push you away like I'm some kind of ego? T-? No, I'm not. No. So yeah. thank you for yeah. noticing that. I appreciate
0: that. Yeah, nah, for sure, man. Well, yeah, listen, a travelers. Man, I mean, this has been a great, great, great episode, man. Elliot, you came in and just, just sharing your story. And, and what I love and I want the Travelers to take away is that through his experience, through his lowest time, he was able to convert that and, and, and impact lives all across the world uh, through his music, through his passion. Something that he started to embrace with, the, with a snare drum you know, that his mother uh, <laughs> brought him when he was young. And now he's taking that snare drum and he's putting music into the ears of people all over. And not just any type of music, but music that's gonna uplift, music that's going to expire, music that's relevant to today and to everyday situations. Uh, music that, that, that brings that R&B sound back uh, to your speakers, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that is, that's original and unique. So Elliot, we appreciate you for just coming on and spending a few minutes with us today. Uh, please, you know, stay in touch with us as we would with you, will with you. uh, And travelers, don't forget to go to elliottmckenzie.com. Check out all of his content there. Uh, And also, uh, if you want to uh, follow up, have a comment form, go ahead and leave it on any one of his platforms. But if you leave it on one on on our podcast here, we'll make sure we're forwarded to him so that he also has it as well. So go to our website. This is at journeyshow.com. Where you can check out all of our uh, t-shirts and bags that you see there, Barland has uh, Dream Drive Discipline Digital. Dream Drive Discipline Digital. Yeah, yep. yep, yep. Thanks for responding to our survey on, on our on our on our um, thermoses. Um, we got our, our journey wear uh, coming to you. So like we're, we're trying to, like I said, we're building this platform for you. So leave a review, leave a comment, share with us the things that you want to see, people that you want to hear from as you're embarking on your journey. But until next time. Uh, Everyone be blessed and we'll see you at the same time, same place next week on The Success Journey Show. All right, everyone, have a good one.
1: Peace. love, love, love.
2: You've been listening to The
0: Success Journey Show, where your dreams, drive, determination, and diligence are the foundation to success. For more information, check out thesuccessjourneyshow.com. The Journey Squad is here helping you to your destination.